Hey, this is the Crystal Cycle Source Magazine, and welcome to episode 92 of Shop Talk. Coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. This week on Shop Talk, the news was kind of slow, but in the same week that Harley halted production of the live wire, they started it up again. So there's that. We did have some great conversation with Voodoo Chopper's head man, Eric Georges, about his recent book, A Craftsman Legacy, and his PBS show by the same name. We also got to announce the first show for Xavier Muriel's new project, The Black Smoke Sinners. He and frontman Robert Wagner were on with us to talk about the upcoming performance at Lone Star Rally. It's going to be a great show, so sit back and relax. Remember to rate and review us, share us on social, but most importantly, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Shop Talk goes live. Okay, Scooter Tramps and Chopper Jockeys, it's 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chris Callen, in the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio, um, getting ready to uh, come to you with a, another action-packed 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit that fits. And action-packed. Is it yeah, action-packed? Are you going to dance? What are you going to do? What's the action? We can dance if you want to. If we have to move, if we have to move, I'm out. We need some background music. Let's put some of that on. Okay, so right now the computer is totally freaking out on oh, me. Oh boy, which is awesome. I love when it does this. Um, so first time into shop talk. Uh, what we do here is a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of motorcycle news, um, a lot of stuff with guests, some some talk. Some good times. Wow, it really is. So what, good times are no. Oh. The computer's killing me tonight. So they make cameras for anyway. So, so everything's live. Right. All of all how, of our faux pas, all of our screw ups. <laughs> it's live. We're in our own studio. Chris is not only the host, but he is the production engineer and um. All sorts of funky things are happening. There we go. Um, so just bear with us. Computers apparently have a mind of their own. Technology is going to be the uh, downfall of the society. That's killing me right now, that's for sure. Um, that's why I don't have anything to do with it. But we have Mark Persichetti joining us. He's uh, he's actually here in person and not a trained bear this week. I shaved. He shaved. Oh, I just got more audio, too. Yeah, there you go. Whoa. So, um, fancy schmancy. Generally, when everything's working right, what we tell you guys is we invite you to be part of this show. This is just not a, hey, tune in, and we're going to talk to you for, you know, an hour and a half. If you look off to the side there, you see the comments starting to pile up from, from all of the social media, everybody from the Cycle Source Network. All the cool from, kids. From Chopper Town. We appreciate you guys watching with us. And uh, got a great show coming up tonight. But like Heather said, last week... You came in remotely because you were still on your way back from Tennessee, and we we couldn't hear you great. So we got to hear a little bit about Tennessee before we get into the hour. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, a little bit chilly, rained a little bit, but that didn't stop us morons. We just kept on going. It was good. The BC Invitational was uh, was pretty off the charts. Everybody really 
really brought their A game. I got to say yeah, that. It was a lot of really cool bikes. The bikes and, were incredible, dude. You know, and everybody getting together, and you know, you know how it is when we all get together. So, but Mark was, Russ said they like the trained bear better. Well, it's, it probably looks a little bit better. But then well, we're hey, talking about Russ. He yeah, probably really? doesn't know what's going on. Him and the dog are probably drunk right now, so it doesn't really matter. And one of them has a gun. Yeah, right. Probably the dog. I'm going to give Deb probably said the dog has way better luck with the gun than Russ. So. <laughs> Well, and he's there with a Kevlon, Kevlar face mask hey, on right now. Cabana Dan says hello. Ooh, Cabana Dan. A lot of people were asking how uh, how Daytona was, and sadly, I have we don't to, know. I have to admit to you guys that the Sprinter was down, and we did not get to go to Daytona. Thank God for Missy and Roadside and Papa B for like stepping in and helping us out with the show at Willie's because man, we blew it. We blew it. As we sit right now, we're waiting for a report on the status of the Sprinter. Who's Papa B? Steve Burroughs. Oh. Are you kidding me? Did you just get here? You always just call him Poppy. I've never heard Papa B. Car- Carlos says, Marky Mark is back. Welcome back, man. <laughs> right on. So like I said, man, lots of great stuff coming up. We have some really, really great guests tonight. Um, one that I'm super excited to talk to. We've been trying to get hooked up with him, but Eric Gorgeous from Voodoo Choppers is coming on, and he's going to be talking about his book. Um, if you guys haven't, I'm I'm almost ashamed to say that I wasn't aware of his uh, series on television. Yeah, dude, and, I want to see some of that. Dude, it's super cool. Yeah, super yeah. cool. Like, what a great idea. And when you hear about the fact that, like, he held out for six or seven years before letting this thing go to television so that he got the right network so it didn't get bastardized. Like, just a really good story. So, yeah, man, lots of stuff coming up. Um, You know, again, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, Shop Talk, coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, some news, some entertainment, and uh, we usually start it off with a little thing we like to call the news. Big breath, because first up in the news tonight is Harley-Davidson Halt's electric motorcycle production. Manufacturer tells customers not to charge live wire bike at home. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Uh, oh, boy. So Harley-Davidson stopped production and deliveries of its first electric motorcycle after discovering a problem related to the vehicle's charging equipment. A major setback for a product the company is counting on to rejuvenate sales. Motorcycle Maker said its suspended production of Livewire model as it conducts tests to investigate the problem. The company said Monday that the tests were progressing well, but didn't say when production would resume. Can we do the breaking news thing? Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you got to say the rest of it. You started this shit. This just in. This just in. Harley Davidson resumes live wire production. That was just like a little, like a, a little hiccup. Like it was uh, just planned. Let me in, tell you. In the same week, this coming in from Engadget, uh, Harley Davidson resumes live wire electric motorcycle production. The company says the charging issue it discovered last week only affected a single bike. One motorcycle shut the whole place down. But a, wait a, a minute, magic bullet, if you will. In all fairness, Wait. they're all fairness? only ahead, right, right now. Well, and actually, it's not even fair. It's just a statistic. They're, they've only made 1,100 of There isn't even enough of these motorcycles to put in every dealership. Okay. What's the cost of them? 
30000 30, okay, well, okay, give us your thirty grand. we are going to deliver your motorcycle. Oh, by the way, you can't charge it. Right. <laughs> Just oh, to yeah. let you know. Well, and you know, the charging has been... Uh, has it's a great been, table centerpiece. ...has been a big question since the beginning of this. But in this same report, they go on to talk about the fact that uh, Harley-Davidson is doing its best to create a uh, an infrastructure within their dealer network to handle this issue. So we'll keep an eye on that. But um, for anybody who was wondering, the production has resumed and everybody can relax. Motorcycles now. are on their on their way to dealerships. It's back. So a few weeks ago, we talked about you and McGregor doing his ride. Um, him and one other guy, they do their, their big ride and they're going to be doing it on a live wire this year. And these are very long, arduous, difficult terrain roads. Why would they not? Why would Harley Davidson not put them on the Pan America that they're? Well, it'll be okay there because it just said don't charge it at home. You can charge it anywhere else. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? But the thing is, like, like when they did it on their BMW, it was specifically, you know, BMW did it because they wanted to sell more of their adventure bikes. Right. Completely get it. But the trip that they're making on this live wire, the average person can't do because they can't have all the chase vehicles with the charging equipment and the road crews and the this and that. On the Pan America that they're going to be launching, which is an adventure bike, doesn't? wouldn't that make more sense? Mm. Well, we're not making any sense here at all on this one, so... I don't know. I mean, I, I got to agree that it almost doesn't make any sense. It really, really doesn't. Yeah. Just saying. Well... But there it is. We brought you the news. In case you were <laughs> and wondering. The break, and the breaking news. Now, here's, some, here's some other <laughs> news. Um, wrong mark. Deb said, no more whiskey for Harley. So I, this is a personal message. Again, you're getting personal oh, messages buddy. here on the show. But go ahead. I mean, nothing, you know. <laughs> if, if nothing else. <laughs> if, if, what, what do I, what do answer, I know? I I'm not saying text, anything. So, I'm not saying, know, everybody has to contact me through this. You're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Just how I roll. Technology of my thing. All right. Back to the news. Um, this is a great story from Union Leader. Memorial erected for fallen seven killed in the Randolph crash. You guys might have heard about this. We were all on our way home from Laconia. Um, yeah, it was big news then. Seven members who uh, and supporters of the Jarheads Motorcycle Club were struck and killed June 21st by a driver who swerved in the eastbound lane on Route 2. They were riding horses of iron. Union leader. Um, you said yeah, that a lot. I know. So it was the union leader's words, not mine, that said some ridiculous stuff like that. So on Saturday, the spot where the fateful trip began, the fallen seven got wings of steel. During an emotional midday ceremony, a metal sculpture depicting the five Harley-Davidson motorcycles ridden by the seven was unveiled in front of Mount Jefferson View Motel and Cabins. It looks um, like a cool memorial. Yeah, that, really that, cool that, thing that, that they nice. did there. It goes on to say that um, there's, there's plans to... Uh, to get a um, a granite memorial together, and they're collecting money for that. But uh, the, apparently, the Vladimir Zukowski, 23 of West Springfield, Mass, operating a westbound pickup truck that was towing a trailer, crossed the double yellow line and struck the motorcycles. Um, terrible, terrible thing that went on. Um, he's actually been charged with seven counts of negligent homicide, held without bail, and. Uh, that that story continues, but for the uh, memorial, we we thank the the friends and family that got that thing together. We'll keep you guys up to breast as for the uh, the the granite sculpture when it comes together. Yeah, that was a Joanne Jones. Heather, I remember working with you at the Broken Spoke. Yeah, I'm trying. I have to apologize. Well, boy, you I apologize. Which Broken Spoke? It could have been one of a couple, but um, <laughs> I do apologize. At times, I had. 
a very large staff uh, and crew working for me and you Did meet you just have people. a blonde I'm moment terrible. right on the air? No, I'm openly admitting that I am horrible with names. <laughs> I, know, I have a blonde moment all the time on there. I'm horrible with names. And Joanne, if I saw you, I'd probably remember you. So please forgive me. Send a pick. There you go. <laughs> Wahawa? <laughs> he said send a pick. This is not, listen. <laughs> Don't don't start Snapchatting on the show. It's not gonna happen, buddy. Tony, Rich right Petoniak is in the house. Hello, oh, Rich. Boy. Are you ready, Rich? Oh, Are you ready? Rich soon. is coming to the big show. You got. Hey, listen. You got any? Pe- give give Rich a pep talk, Mark. Oh, jeez. Go ahead. Rich is coming for, as an in motion builder. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna give him pep talk for the drive. Lots of coffee. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. We're Lots supposed to hook him up with Peffer, by the way. Uh oh, sweet Jesus. Jesus Lots stop. of coffee. Well, Peffer bring coffees. You're good. Mm-hmm. Just have Pepper making one of them little coffees he makes a shop. You'll drive the freaking Nova Scotia. <laughs> That's wrong direction, Mark. And back. It wrong matter. direction. Once you have a couple of them coffees Pepper makes, you're golden. You can drive anywhere. Rich says he's in the garage now detailing the bike. Rich, can you to come to ours, too? Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's go back to the news because we're doing good. We're on track. We are. This from the journal Eureka, Jones County's newspaper. Parham donates bikes to Strawberry Hill. Jill Parham, Parham yeah, National Motorcycle Museum. Yeah. Couldn't... Couldn't not bring that up. So Jill Parham, physical education teacher Jeff Alderdice, assistant principal Eric Johnson, and principal Ellen Recker, along with a class of kindergarten kindergartners from Strawberry Hill Elementary, were on hand when a donation of bikes received for use in physical education courtesy of Parham. So I'm assuming these are the Strider. Yep, there you go. Strider learned to ride bikes, helmets, and curriculum. Good for her. We've been talking about this for yeah. two months now about, you know, who, who's going to step up and start doing this stuff. Of course it would be Jill, right? And I think if I read correctly when I was perusing the article, over the next five years, those bikes are going to get 5,000 kids learning to ride. Wow. Isn't that How incredible? incredible is that? 5,000 kids will, will be able to learn how to ride through that one donation. So kudos to the Parham family. Hey, a little hello from Kansas from Mariah Sawyer. Welcome to Shop Talk. Um, she is in Kansas, Toto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that! Listen, can I apologize for that, Mariah? I'm, I, no, no, she is in Kansas, though. She said from Kansas. <laughs> All oh, right, Lord. Bike Week will feature Daytona TT, Daytona 200 double header. You go. In the past, the dirt track race and Daytona 200 were held on different days during Bike Week. In 2020, they will be combined to make a unique motorcycle racing doubleheader. About damn time yep. that some of these things turn back into celebrations of motorcycles. That's all we have to Hell say. Yeah. Right. Tom Kiefer is in the house. He just got finished racing Sons of Speed on yeah. Friday night. How'd you do, Tom? Under the lights, Tom. You're in one piece, so you couldn't have... Couldn't have sucked too bad. He put a post up. Did you see his post where he says, well, yeah. it's a little blurry. I'm like, yeah, at nighttime, <laughs> nighttime at speed. That's a trip, oh, right? Yeah. Brings a whole new uh, whole new meaning. To, I'm so know, bummed we missed that. Oh, I know. We're going to have some coverage coming up from that, man. It looked spectacular. But from what I heard from Roadside, like the, the whole thing under the lights was oh, the way yeah, to go. That's, that's got to be cool as hell to watch. Those yep. guys go out there and throw it down. And again, under the lights, people don't realize what a difference it makes from racing daylight to the glare, the goggles. God yep. forbid you steam up a hair, game over. I, I did hear that they think the bikes ran better because the, cool it was much cooler than yep. it usually is in the heat of the day. 
So uh, they were flying. Wow, Kiefer got second in both heat and final behind Roxy Hannell. Right on. Right on. Good for you, Kiefer. Congratulations. Danny Horton's in from Kentucky. You're down there by our boy Will at Faith Forgotten. And uh, Petoniak says, did you watch the Katy Perry Harley video? I'm sorry, Rich. I totally (laughs) forgot. You sent it to me. Damn, I usually don't miss anything Katy Perry does. See? (laughs) He says it was ha, ha, ha. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I, my volume's off. I'm gonna watch it right now. So let's see. Oh boy! Here, let's watch a video of Heather watching a video. <laughs> no, no, let's no, not. No, let's no, not. Kidding. All right, moving back to the news. Harley's um, in Hawaii is the name of it. Katy Perry. Harley's in great. Hawaii. I wonder what that cost her. Moving back to the news. I'm running this piece. You are? <laughs> Just take the camera off of me. We're good. Wait, you think you are? <laughs> 2020 AMA Arena Cross National Championships announced. Uh, this coming in from our friends at Racer X. Pickering, Ohio, the 12 event AMA Arena Cross National Champion Series gets underway January 3rd in Loveland, Colorado, as top riders from across the country compete on national television. The 2020 Championship Series is organized by Todd Hammock who's operated an indoor motocross series since 95. Um, Always, always a great way to get through the winter and ramp up the season. Do you know what I didn't realize? Is they're just now getting tied in to be an AMA-sanctioned event. That's what's so special about this. Yeah, which like the outdoors and, you know. Right. So I think that's awesome. Again, to keep that alive through the winter, I mean, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. In in certain areas where there's no way that they could do that, unless you know they put studs in the tires. Well, and Snow again, tires. again, back to the thing about it being real racing. You know, I got all the respect in the world oh, for you. Yeah. It's all on the wrong half of the country, yep. though. Well, <laughs> seriously, Colorado, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Colorado, see, Reno, you Utah. Saying, are you saying wrong half because it's on the other side of the country? Well, yeah, because oh. that means I can't go. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. the wrong Ooh. half. Did I mention to you that you this is a go. nationally syndicated show, right? I mean, you, you just called half of our viewers the wrong half. No, 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 no. It's only the wrong half because it's the half I'm not going to be in at that time of year. Uh, okay. Well, we, we will be in Texas. Nice day. Wrong time of year, though. It doesn't start till January. Although, if we move to Texas like I've been wanting to, it would be the right part of the country. That's going to be a big move. Two houses, a whole garage. Two dogs, two cats, and Mark's yeah. dad. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Hey, we want to send out a special happy birthday, though, to Mark's dad, Tony Persichetti, <laughs> celebrating his 85th birthday yesterday. 85 going on 17. Right? And, and when I was, I stopped at Mark's house today, he was in a food coma. <laughs> I didn't, I, th- <laughs> I thought somebody had taken his eyeballs. <laughs> uh, no, he was, he couldn't even speak at that point. Right. I come back and the house was dark. It was, it was, uh, yeah, I, I got to say, though, I'm super happy to have him around. Like my yes, mom's sir. been gone a couple years and. That old man there is my is my second house. He's so. awesome. I love when he goes and I can get him to tell stories about the dates he would take your mom on. Oh, like yeah. when they were married, Back like they the would have date night. He yeah, took was... his wife on the most amazing date nights and set every man up for failure. Let me no, tell you what. If, if by any chance I can say that man's definitely my hero. So I love him to death and he means Buddy. the world to me. So happy birthday, Dad. I love you. John Bug Killer Baker is thanking me. What did I do, oh, John? Boy. Whatever did you I did, do you something? If whatever it. I did, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on with the show. Um, one more time, I want to remind you guys we're coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. This is Shop Talk. We're going to take a quick two minutes and do some business for the show. Then we're going to come back. We're going to get to our first guest for the hour. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you 
with Shop Talk. What's up, guys and gals? My name is Ruben, and I'm accompanied by my colleague, Garrett. We both work here at Boatwell uh, Customer Service Department. Uh, Garrett also works with the Warranty Return and Exchange. He's the head of that department. Uh, if you've ever called the shop or visited the showroom, you've more than likely spoken to either of us. And today, we're going to go over how to find the right helmet size for you. First, we're going to start by measuring off Garrett's head with a tailor's tape. So let's first get our first measurement. Wrap that around. So when we're getting our measurement, we want to Measure right above the eyebrow where your head is the largest. And Garrett is right at 23 and a half inches, which puts him at an XL. So he's gonna grab this extra large gringo and try it on. And when you're starting uh, to try on the helmet, start at the D-rings as Garrett's uh, demonstrating, not just pushing at the top of the head and smushing it down. Just open up that uh, with the D-rings and you'll be all set. So this helmet looks like it fits pretty, pretty snug on Garrett. Nice, uh, nice fitting. It's not pushing his cheek cheeks up too much like a chipmunk. It's not too loose as he shakes his head, so go ahead and shake your head. So that's a proper fitting helmet. So now let's uh, go into what a improper fitting helmet uh, looks like. And we're actually gonna use this uh, lane splitter, which is a double XL. And again, same thing as before, use the D-rings, pull the helmet open, slide it on. And once he gets it all cinched up and buckled up, he's gonna do that little shake test again. And once he does that, you'll notice a little too much movement. So all our full face helmets are gonna be DOT and ECE certified, and they're considered an intermediate oval shape, which makes them a little bit more snug, so you might not be accustomed to the fit initially, but all you gotta worry about is really the crown of the head. That's the most important part. Uh, if you're able to get the helmet on and the cheek pads are a little bit too tight, you can always get thinner or thicker cheek pads, whatever is needed to get you that perfect fit. That basically wraps it up. If you run into any issues whatsoever, feel free to always give us a call at the shop at 951-699-1500 or email us at service at builtwillinc.com. Thanks to everybody who sponsors Shop Talk and helps us bring it to you every week. Um, remember that every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or if you're too busy to watch us live, you can always pick us up at motoshoptalk.com as a podcast or from iTunes or Google Play on any of your mobile devices. You can pick up that podcast. Uh, Going to go to our first guest, which very shortly here, we're all Texas bound for the Lone Star Rally. And... Um, Obviously, the third in motion show, the third incantation of in motion. I'm so excited. Yep. It's going to be fun. I love the Lone Star Rally. And this is a surprise guest. We're mostly going to surprise you with it, Mark. Oh, boy. Um, we're actually going to have 
Clinton Wallace on oh, tonight. Oh, you shut your mouth. Yep. How about that? You spent some quality time with old Clinton Wallace. <laughs> right on. Isn't he just a good human being, yes, Mark? Is. Yep, yep. Me, Clinton, Jeff Cochran, and Dana spent pretty much the whole weekend together, and we had nothing but fun. I got to throw Mitch in there too. Yeah. Oh, Mitch Bodine. We're gonna get Mitch on the phone pretty or on the show pretty soon. Yeah, Mitch is the man. But let's uh, real quick let's let's get to the the phone lines here and talk to Clinton. See if we can get him wow. on. Wait, while you do that, Mike Draco said they did a toy run in Ohio, Springfield, Ohio. Three thousand oh, three hundred and forty-eight yeah. motorcycles. Hot damn, that's yep. bitching. Yeah, I saw a post from Megan there that uh, yeah they said. That it was Hello. Oh, Clinton, what's up, man? You're live on Shop Talk. What's happening? Oh, dude, I am so bummed that I missed Tennessee and get, didn't get to hang out with you and Cecil. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's... Cecil uh, was that's in Tennessee, it. too? Yeah, I only have one question, Clinton. How's the baby? Yeah. Huh? How's the baby doing? Is the baby okay? Oh, oh yeah, the baby has survived oh, the trip. Oh, Everything oh is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait a minute, Clinton. It hasn't been that long since you and I talked. What baby? <laughs> oh, my mother has her a new dog. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, slow a leopard your skin stroller that the dog yeah. spent the whole weekend in. What? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all missed it. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah, for sure. uh, uh, yeah, leopard skin stroller. It was pretty top of the line. Yeah, it was bought time. specifically for this trip. Yeah. yeah. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. But oh, your yeah. mama doesn't have small dogs. Oh, it's small. Yeah. This is a, what is it, a Boston Terrier, I think uh, she got? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I hear that the problem in the tent wasn't. Snoring, it was the dog. Oh, so. my God. And especially, what was it, the last night they decided to set off fireworks? Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that didn't go over very well. Mm, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, All yeah, right. We had some fun down there. So, listen. Oh, yeah. You're, you're the man of the hour. What we want to talk to you about tonight um, with, with In Motion coming up, and you were a contestant in, in Motion last year. What a lot of people probably don't know is you've been my Texas connection, God, almost going on a decade now. Yeah, it's been a while. But um, Clinton helps us every year get what one of the criteria of the judging is that we have 40% of the judging is what we call members of the trade. And Clinton helps us round up guys that are welders and painters and metal fabricators to come into this show and actually judge these motorcycles based on how the work was done. And uh, since Clinton was not able to participate as a contestant in this year's show, we've actually added his name in to the judging because bike builders and fabricators make the best judges, man. Like somebody who does this work, there's no one more well-equipped to, to judge a show. So what we wanted to talk to you about tonight is how do you feel about that? Man, I, I enjoy everything about that show. I mean, you know, y'all, as far as I'm concerned, y'all have nailed the criteria for everything, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, uh, you know, because, man, you, you, there's such a diversity of bikes that show up at that show that, you know, I mean, you have to, you know, you, you have to be able to break the, things down the way y'all do the judging and stuff like that. You know, I mean, otherwise it's just personal preference type deal, you know, and stuff like that. But the way y'all have everything set up, you know, I mean, everything is broke down from the paint to the welding, you know, just every little bit and pieces of it. And that's the only way to judge that because, I mean, otherwise, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. It, to, would, to de it would definitely be too hard. To, like you said, the diversity, the, it, there's not two of the same bikes. So it, it's crazy. No, and that's what makes it awesome because most any other show, you wouldn't see bikes yeah. that – 
that different in one show competing against each other. You know, they'd be in different classes or some, not all that, you know, competing for the same prize, you know? Yeah, right. Well, that was one of the things early on, too, that was kind of hard because some of the builders have actually said, you know, maybe what you want to do is separate it to this kind of bike and that kind of bike. And, like, you know, I... I feel that way partially, and part of me thinks too that, like you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you're building, the 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 um, bottom line what the you same. what yeah. you achieve, yeah, like your your ability to get that done, no matter what your platform, no matter what the palette is. Yeah, this like, is almost this exactly. is almost the bike show version of run what you brung kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yep. if you're good at the long bikes, obviously Clinton is a long bike guy. No Let's not talk does. about that. So, <laughs> all right. Well, just because you said that, I'm gonna let the you know let people in on the secret. So, Chris is a total long bike guy. He loves choppers. Clinton is a long bike guy, and he builds bitchin' choppers. And Chris is always a little bit sad and a little bit disheartened when Clinton's is bigger than Chris's. Ooh, it's all about size. Now, this is... <laughs> yeah. This is as if it couldn't get more embarrassing. My wife, just on a national program, <laughs> just admitted that another man's is bigger than mine and that I'm affected by that. Clinton, you know you have to show up there with the biggest freaking belt buckle known to man right now. So. <laughs> all right. No, but this is, this is the bitch about it. So, Clinton builds a long bike. I had a long bike. I had a panhead chopper. Clinton builds a long bike. It's longer than my panheads. So I build another long bike, and it's longer. Then Clinton comes out with a bike that I can only describe to you as the front wheel is a block away from the back. Can you wheel. put? You have a picture it's, of that. Yeah, can yeah, you put it's, it up? It, it's scrolling. You know, scrolling you know, we need to call Dana so, from Suicide Choppers to bring that big long thing just to show. He's going to be. Well, he's going to be. He's coming to Lone Star. He, he's yeah, setting he needs, up there. He needs to just bring that bike and shut everybody the hell up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bike Chris is referencing is that beautiful gold chopper that you'll see roll across the screen. So not only did Clinton build that. But he rode the hell out oh, of yeah. it at the rally. <laughs> Obviously, right you can there. see him riding it. So it's a rider. Those people that say it's a trailer queen. Oh, he hauls yeah. ass on that. Yeah. He hauls ass on it. And he did trailer it there, but the I, trailer I, is huge <laughs> to get that bike yeah, there. I just so you know. open invitation out to anybody <laughs> that thinks it's a trailer queen. Just give me a call and we'll go off for a ride and we'll see. <laughs> see if you can keep right. up, right? Yeah. Exactly. Your bikes are trailer queen. You ride <laughs> no. the hell out of everything yeah. you build. Here's that what, is absolutely pointless. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know right now. There's a picture when we're scrolling through all this stuff of you and Jeff Cochran standing in what appears to be a marijuana field. Ooh, it's actually a- the alley at Lone Star. <laughs> why, why wasn't I invited to that picture? <laughs> am, am I right, though? Did you see oh, the no. picture? It's too far away. I can't see it. <laughs> it's oh, great. Wow. Uh, how come I never get invited to the good stuff? <laughs> it was actually yeah, after Jeff won last year. I think you were oh, congratulating. That was, uh, that was on the way out of the... I remember that. That was on the way out. Was, I yeah, think Jeff won, and we were on the road within like 11 minutes. That's yeah. what I was going to say. The way out happened very quickly. <laughs> <It> sure <did. laughs> yeah. So no time for pictures. Talk about just picking up the check. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Clinton, you've competed in in motion in 2018, and you did really well. You went yes. went away with a front end, right? Yep. Or a front Paco, yeah. Well, it's a short front end, yep. but sure, sure enough. Um, and this year you're judging. How yep. do you, like? Are you bummed you're not competing? Or are you glad you're you're judging? Uh, no, no. I mean, I'm actually glad I'm judging this year because, as far as I'm concerned, I mean that y'all y'all are putting on one of the biggest shows. As far as I'm concerned, you know, with one of the biggest prizes, you don't need to come to that show with anything less than something spectacular Very in my mind. mind. 
Amen. And I mean, exactly. And if I can't come to the table with something like that, and, and, and you know, with for me, you know, with, with the way I work and everything like that, coming out with a bike in a year, you know, that's really a short time frame for me, you know? Okay, but uh, you can say that Bobby took everything away from you this year and you dedicated well, everything to Bobby. <laughs> Go ahead, because it's a great cause and we all understand. So good. Just well, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My finances went, went to the horses literally this year, so... But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there was no chance in me bringing something that I thought would be worthy of it. So I'm, I'm not even going to attempt it. You know, I'll, I'll bow out and not be more than happy to be a judge because I'm still going to be a part of the event, the show. Uh, I mean, I think it's a great event. So, uh, you know, and then maybe maybe next year I'll uh, I'll have something to bring to the table. Man, I'll tell you what, like not to not to discourage you at all, but we're actually going to start announcing some of next year's guys at the end of this year's show. You will not believe some of the people that are already confirmed for next year, wow. too. Like ne- awesome. next year for the fourth year, this thing is really blowing open, man. It's impressive. Well, and I, th- I think a lot of it goes back to, to, to what the show is about. You know, it's not just another bike show that, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, somebody can complain about whatever, you know. No, this this is the real deal. You There's know? very little to complain about on this one. Exactly. Yeah. You know, did you hear, Clinton, that the shakedown ride this year is going to be like 70 miles? That's what I'm talking about. That's the one yep. thing that I that after last year that I thought needed because the ride last year and I know we, we you know there was changes right at the last minute, but you know it was a lot through town and around you know and all that. And I think that you know it needs to be split up. You need to have some in town and some out. Get it up to highway speeds and let's oh, see yeah. what holds together yep. and what don't. You know, yeah. and that's so exactly what we're going to do. And hopefully this year everybody's going to get a map. Because for some yep. reason, 12 of you last year couldn't manage to stay together in 20 miles. <laughs> and I one, can keep, we and can one keep 100 on people fire. together, but we yep. couldn't keep 12 of you together. So they're going to get maps. Wait a minute. What do you mean What do you mean? almost caught on fire? He, there's pictures of Pepper coming oh back. God. He, he, he shows up, like, explodes out of one of the side streets. And that knucklehead was on fire, dude. dude. It, was it had to be. Right. He was smoking. That was, you know something? The but boys never quit. Nope. He's such a badass. Hunted a cop down, found badass. some directions, and went and met the what met the crew. Like, man, I got I give him all the credit in the world. He kills it. So, Clinton, yep. Clinton we're actually riding the whole way to the Pirate Bar this year. And as oh, a judge, sweet. Clinton, you can ride with them, just so you know. And that will well, help perfect. you better judge the rideability factor. And we yeah, invite yeah. all our judges to do that, actually. No, I think I think all the judges should participate in that because to me that's the, one of the biggest criteria of the show. It's in motion. Yeah, they see. You know, the, I mean, so they see. They it. need to see firsthand how the bikes performing and yeah. that they did complete mile for mile the same that everybody else did. You know, yep. I think that's a critical part. Yeah, because the riding half of it, being able to visualize what these bikes, how they handle what they do on the road, since you can't personally ride them, everybody that's going to be a part of the judging and a part of the staffing has got to see these things stopping and running and whether the riders are beating themselves up. Because in all reality, yeah. building these bikes for yourself, I mean, we get the, you build these bikes for yourselves for the show. But if you sell one of these things, the person that buys this bike's got to get on that thing and ride it. So, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. in all reality, it's, it's a full circle kind of event, which is which is pretty awesome. I think it's one of the better ones out there. There's a few like this, but the heart here and the setup and the way that we go from side to side of this little of, of Galveston, oh, Galveston is so just cool. one of the coolest yeah. events ever. It's not one place. Everybody gets to split up and... It's a lot of fun. That that's a good event. So, yep. 
I'm yeah, very excited to see Definitely one of the best. And I'm excited about coming. Where it, Clinton got a really bad meal in Tennessee. <laughs> I, I think hey, it, all I'm going to say is never go to a steakhouse. See? You fit it. I just all I'm going to say. Oh, Clinton, I you mean, should I got, know that. I, I had to well, school him. I, I, I had to school him. I first night. Never and then Italian we decided food. to do something different. And yeah, it, it, it's not good. It never, never order Italian food in a steakhouse. However, I, mean, yeah, I, so, I have a special... <laughs> person that's going to make me some homemade fettuccine. <laughs> I don't know who he that. is. He might be part of y'all's group. Yeah. But I know exactly. So, so Heather, listen, Mark, Mark's on, comes back from Tennessee. We're hanging out at the shop and he says, yeah, he said, I'm, I'm going to stop by Clinton's house early on the way to Lone Star. I was like, oh, right on, man. I said, that's great. Like him and his old lady are the greatest people. And he goes, yeah, he told me, you know, stop by early. And I was like, oh, it'll be nice to, you know, not have to rush to get there. And he goes, well, you know, aside from that, he said, then you can make you can make some fettuccine while you're here. And I was like, <laughs> I, I think that's why Clinton likes when we come stay at the house because they go out to work and I and they come home and I've made dinner. <laughs> that is so great. I'm telling you. So as yeah, long as I we, agree. y'all need to just move down here. I'm as long telling as we you, get, see, we got to get Cochran on board for the stay early thing. So you better get on him, right? Clinton. So me and yeah. Dan are ready to go. We're packed. We're ready to leave. So. I'm gonna start sending him messages every day from today forward. <laughs> hey, we got some uh, we got some people coming in from social media. Arthur Starbird says choppers making their way back. For a lot of us, they never went yeah, anywhere. They didn't go anywhere, right? Carlos says my long chopper rides like a Cadillac. Let's do a thousand miles. Um, and Carlos rides the shit out of that thing too. So Mariah again from hello from Kansas. Dennis Stauber, Chopper's Rule, checking in from Marengo, Illinois. Dennis, up, have man? you met Steve Peffer? Chopper's Rule. Chopper's Rule. Mitch Bodine up there? Chop- is he? Is that what's on the... Oh, no, I was off. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought Mitch jumped like, in halfway yeah, through that. Poor Glenn. So, we're super excited. <laughs> like, keeping these two on the tracks is hard. Hey, he spent enough time with us to know. So. Oh, yeah. And he's, oh, in the yeah. Same, you kidding? he's in the same boat. We spent oh, the whole no. weekend together trying to figure out what the hell was going on half the time. We, <laughs> yeah, dude, we, exactly. did do, we did do one of the coolest things, though, going on that little run to do some video and uh and we've pushed clinton into doing some gun shooting which was a ton of oh, fun yeah which, which was awesome yeah. did chris yeah. tell you what happened to those videos by the way Nuh-uh. no boy <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to turn the microphone on yeah are you serious yeah. <laughs> i was wondering i was looking, i was looking for because I, I was gonna show some people the the video of it and i was like man i can't find him i said so must have I'm, gonna, happened. I'm gonna put some audio to it it's all good Chris is going to do a voiceover. See, I, I might, I might do it. I might do it like the like the old uh, the old kung fu. Yeah, yeah. So I see you've been practicing your gun. <laughs> so even remember, even if you ask, okay, is that song does it look good? Check yourself from here on in. You know? so, but we yeah. did have, we did have fun that little uh, that golf cart run with Clinton was our chauffeur. The little golf cart yep. run was a, oh, a bunch of fun. So we had yep. so much. I mean, I'll tell you, I gotta say anything I can to to Buck and to to Bill. It was a, it was a great event. We had a blast. I mean, I, said, I told him yep. earlier, Clinton, the rain, the cold didn't stop us. We did what we had no. to do. No, and, and that uh, was my first time at that event, but it was it was it's an awesome event. I definitely be going back. That yeah. part of the country is so much fun to ride in too, boy. Yeah. So uh, Rich Petoniak said, let's ride 200 miles for the show. Let's not push it, Rich, because not everybody out here builds their own motors. <laughs> um, Clinton, you may find us in your in your driveway, I think, after Lone Star for a day or two. That's we have fine. some extra time. 
Yep. That's fine. And we Pull in and hang out. I know. We, I want to see Miss Bobby. Bobby. It's been yeah. two And I want to see yeah. her compete. She's yeah, she's competing a lot and like I said, uh, the the end of her season is uh the first or second weekend of December, so it's it's almost coming to end and I think after that we're gonna take a much needed few months off. <laughs> so right for those of you that haven't had the pleasure of meeting uh, Mr. Clinton or Miss Bobby Wallace, um, two of the greatest people you ever meet and what a fantastic story. Like he is hundred percent motorcycle, she is hundred percent horses, she competes in rodeo and uh they have this natural agreement. It's nothing that's forced, and you can tell when you spend any time with them. When he's doing something and he's big, you know got big stuff to go on with the motorcycles, she puts all her effort and time into it. Vice versa, when she's got a lot of stuff going on with the, the rodeos, he puts his time in. Very, very good example of how to support each she other. She even you know? cuts the grass with the lawn tractor <laughs> while he's not. While he's, <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't play a girl, around. That girl, don't, that girl plays oh, no games. She works no harder games. than most men yep. I know. Did like, she, is, she still, is she still not allowed to use the lawn tractor? Man, she probably still knows how to use it. I just try to keep her off of a lawn tractor. I keep her on bigger equipment. <laughs> Poor Bobby, you leave her alone. Well, she's freaking awesome. She is incredible. Yeah. yeah, that is like his mom and dad and her and his, like that is one of the greatest groups to hang out with. Like you, every time you're with me, you feel like you're at home. Just love being with you guys. Yep. So just a good time. Always awesome. enjoy it. Well, cool, man. Yep. We're gonna uh, we're gonna let you go here, but we'll we'll see you in short order in Texas. That'll work. Can't wait to see y'all. Mark will be there early with the fettuccine. Get on, and the, get on Jeff. I'm I'm, you, it's your forward. job to get on Jeff. So I will be on Jeff. And <laughs> if know, Jeff don't come on time, just he's gonna have to drive himself. Just keep coming with the fettuccine. <laughs> well, then, you, then you have to deal with Beverly. So now you're on your own. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Clint. We'll talk to you again in a little bit, buddy. Thank you. All right. See y'all you later. Take care. See ya. Right, bye bye. So why don't you go ahead and catch up on social media while I try to get our next guest lined up, because this is going to take a minute. Oh, geez, look, Carlos, and you have to do a half a block wheelie to see how the welds hold up at the end. No, Carlos, you is just shut your mouth. Is he smoking again? Well, he is in Colorado. <laughs> I think everybody that lives there just has a constant contact high. Ooh, that's a <laughs> I love that music. Hello. Xavier. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're we're live on the air, but hang on for a minute. I'm gonna see if I can add Robert to this. Oh Okay. It's a double. Hello. How are you this evening? Well, I am currently I'm good actually. I'm uh at my uh Mr. Uh <sighs> Apparently not real well. I'm, I'm, I'm bu- we're cut we're we're buffing my paint. Um, Mr. Rob Churchill from Art uh, Art Circus. I'm in I'm in his place right now, and we're buffing paint. So oh, that's doing like well. fun because we we didn't it mention is. yet. Xavier also in motion bound, and uh, short stop to assemble a motorcycle between now and then. Yeah, <laughs> I can't short wait to see to it. A, short stop, uh, assemble a motorcycle, and do some rehearsing and make a rock show. And then when it's all said and done with, on that three and a half hour drive back home to Austin, just go like this. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get Robert Wagner on at the same time. I know he's watching. He just started a watch party because he's awesome. What's going on? Robert, what's up, buddy? Ain't week of my life with Mr. Churchill and I over here just, just like, you know, literally blowing bubbles. Okay, so everybody here at the same time? I believe so. Mr. Wagner, are you there? 
Can you hear me? Oh my Can God, I've done now? it. You did <laughs> it, Mr. Cowan. Unbelievable. You are a genius. So this is this is the official official announcement then. Yes. Saturday, November second, six to seven thirty on the Sangerfest Sanger stage, the Black Smoke Sinners will take the stage for the first time. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So super fired up about this. But the coolest thing, man, the coolest thing about this whole project, and not even just because, you know, I get to be involved in this and stuff, but everyone in the band rides and builds motorcycles and like and not like a you know, they ride so that they get PR and stuff. This is this is what everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like like my boy Rob uh, on the other end though, and Mr. Jake Sherard, uh, guitar player for the Sinners, um, came out yesterday and hung out with me. And they rode out. It was a beautiful Texas day, and we talked music, and we just kind of like hung out. And it's you know, nobody nobody's getting paid to ride motorcycles, but we do it because we love it. So it's really cool, man. You know. Now, if there's somebody out there that wants to pace ride motorcycles, that's that's welcome too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about you guys for a little bit. And Robert, I want to start with you. Um, give everybody a little sense of of uh, your life and times with music, and and then we'll get to the motorcycle stuff. Well, brother, I'm uh, I'm down here in Austin, Texas, and uh, been playing music for about I don't know 30 years. Uh, my dad was a musician. Uh, Mostly known from the 70s, playing with uh, Alice Cooper and Lou Reed and uh, some studio work with Kiss and Aerosmith. So I've been around music my whole life. Spent some years playing with Xavier before uh, he hit it big, you know, humbly speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyways, so uh, I, I just, I'm a full-time musician here and, uh, and I ride my sled as much as possible and uh, i'm really excited about this show we're gonna do at the galveston rally the long star rally it's gonna be smoking right on now to say that you're a full-time musician that's a little humble of a statement too because you're, I'll say. you're working constantly dude constantly <laughs> like how, how many projects do you actually have going at one time well there's always uh my full-time band uh, i have two full-time bands uh, one Sway that plays on the weekends and uh, Rogue Collective is my band here in town. We play during the week and, you know, mix it up. But I usually do four or five shows a week. And then uh, I have a Black Crows tribute band. I have uh, that Xavier uh, and I have uh, I've done shows with. And um, what else do I mind doing? I'm doing I'm for Black Smoke Sinners. Definitely <laughs> down with that. <laughs> I got about five bands, I guess. And I, oh, there's always another project uh, on the horizon. And not just sound like I'm just uh, it's just throwing projects out there. I, everything is a, a, a passion project and something I'm really into. So when I say that, I mean there's always another uh, dream of another show uh, somewhere. And uh, and this is right now I'm full, uh, fully focused on this thing that we're going to do in two weeks. Uh, and and looking forward to getting together with the guys and uh, just knocking it out. It's, we've got some great songs. Uh, classic. I mean, the most classic of the classic, and the coolest seventies rock stuff, and uh, some surprises. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yes, sir. A, lo a lot of these songs I've been talking to X back and forth while we're working on it. Like, you don't get to hear a lot of this stuff out at the out at the motorcycle rallies. You know, you hear songs from those bands, but the this the set list that you guys put together is is amazing. It's really really choice stuff. We like those songs that are uh, 
they're not deep cuts, you know, where you got to try to remember where you know that song, but uh, they're not the ones that you, you know, you hear uh, on heavy rotation for 20 years. <laughs> so it's going to be a blast, man. All high energy stuff and then groovy and stuff for the ladies to uh, yeah, dance to a little bit. Yeah, it's all stuff that makes you want to move. Thank you. That's the uh, that's the whole goal with this thing was, you know, I mean, for years, all of us, my, me, Rob, uh, Chris, uh, Rob Kellerman, Jake Sherrod, you know, we've been doing this a long, long time. And we go to these events because, you know, we like to be in the, in the motorcycle world and whatnot. And then you hear bands that that maybe kind of get it, but then they just don't really put forth like what i what i call that that umph you know and at the end of the day when rob and i were were talking about songs and 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 what we thought would have the most impact of course you know the the set list for rob and i always changes on a daily basis because it's like well, well what about this and what about that and the next thing you know you know we wanted to compile a set that all we want to do at the end of the night is make sure that people have a good time and they dance and they drink a lot of beer and they go home and they go, holy shit, who was that band? You know, and I think song selection is a really, really big part of it. And I think most of the bands that do this on the circuit uh, just kind of lose sight of that. They want to play what the people want to hear. And that's all fine and dandy. But if you don't play it and execute it well, then I mean, what what difference does it does it make? So I think everybody in in this uh in this unit wants to just go out there and deliver the best the best show that we possibly can and have a good time doing it at the end of the day just have a good time because if you're not having a good time i don't want to do it and i mostly want to just ride my motorcycle right up to the next, next right to up, the stage right up to the stage oh, yeah, is that how you guys are going to enter Are you all going to ride your bikes up to the stage I would, if, I would like to. That's, that's. I mean, poetic, if, poetically. If it, that's. Yeah. If I, if, 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 if I can get it my way and the way I'd like to see it start off, I mean, that's an that just basically says, okay, we're here and we're going to kick you in the teeth and then we're going to leave. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've spoken to the powers that be about that, so we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But I'm hoping it does because one, I've never seen anybody do it, not yeah. the entire man. I mean, I. I was lucky enough to be on on tour with Molly for a minute, and right. they all put their choppers on. But Nikki and and uh, Vince and Tommy, Mick didn't as well. But they didn't ride up to the stage; they just ride from the wing to the stage. So that was cool. But I'm talking about like riding all the way up, barricade opens, we get back to the side by the stage and walk straight off the bike and oh, ride up so on deck. And everybody plugs in their amps, and I'm just like, okay, here we go. You know, so. <laughs> that would be totally cool. No, should be pretty badass. I have to tell you, like, I'm not a music aficionado, but I know what I like. And the, going through this whole set list process with Chris, like, he would he would say a couple, and I'd be like, really? And it kind of like would catch me off guard. And then he would play it for me. I'm like, oh yeah. And like, right, right. The, and I was like. He'd play the song. I'm like, oh yeah, I really like this one. And they're they're just such good songs that make you want to move that you don't think of that often, right? But everybody loves them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and again, done done the way that I, I know that this this you know uh, quintet can do it. That's the most important thing because anybody can get up there and play a Molly Hatchet song or an ACDC song or whatever. 
But if you don't do it with conviction and with passion and with heart, again, why do it? And, you know, just from the get go, from the launch with all of us talking about this and then going, okay, now we're really going to make this happen. And then, you know, you got two guys in this band who are just, uh, forgive me, fellas, but social media whores. And they're really, (laughs) they're really, really good at it. And you got guys like me who who have barely, I can figure out how to use my damn iPhone. So, you know, it's awesome when everybody gets excited and they start throwing this in and they start throwing that ingredient to the mix. And it's just an exciting thing, man. And I, I, I really I'm super confident that when people see it live um, there again, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, but you're not going to deny it. That's all. These Xavier, things, you know? Xavier yeah. I prefer, prefer us social daters oh oh okay. yes right or, uh, well my two fellas serial, are social influences. there you go exactly so, but, you know it's just really, it's really awesome it's really awesome to be in a situation with guys who who take who are proactive about posting stuff and stuff you know so everybody has you know their their forte and it's awesome man it's a it's a really a big it's an awesome um breath of fresh air now this is a good time for me to mention um, we do have a Black Smoke Centers Facebook page up and a Black Smoke Centers Instagram. Please go find both of those and like and share. You can get more information about the show. Uh, a lot of great pictures of all the guys. And dude, like I got to say this live on the air. One day I popped open the page and, you know, I'm starting to do some work on it. And I realized that Robert had been on earlier than me and he put a whole section. It's called uh, Sinners and Sleds. And it's like all of us with the different bikes and stuff, man. And like it was just so cool. That's exactly what we talked about. Like what if there was a band with guys who are really part of this whole thing who just happened to play also? Like that was that was great to turn that on and see that, man. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's pictures, and yeah, when you know, this goes way, way back to before you and I, you and I, Chris, you and I met, and we developed our friendship, and way before I was in that other band, you know, Robert and I were roommates years ago, and we would ride at seven in the morning after partying all night from a show, and go to the radio station, and that guy would get up and and sing at eight in the morning like oh. it was no business, and so. You know, we've been riding together a long, long time, man. So to actually, we played Daytona with yeah, and that's how we met Jay Allen. Yeah, that was that was twenty years ago. We played the Broken Spoken. I remember taking the van, all the band members, a U-Haul trailer, my eighty, my eighty-two FL shovelhead, his Springer Softail drum set, full Ampeg. Dude, we had that thing so Tetris, it wasn't even funny. And um, you know, we played the spoke five sets a night, and then dr- and then rode back down to the hotel. You know, That's so, so awesome. And that it's was really cool that was what to back, come to the, the brother love days. Yeah, so yes, the, and then the first time I ran into Jay Allen at one of the Sons uh, Sons of Speed events, um, he came up to me and he was just like Xavier, man, I love that band. And he came, he was start, he was talking about brother love, and I was like, wow, so. You know, it's it's kind of cool that all these years, you know, go by that we're still friends. We still ride, and now we get to make music again yeah. together. You know, it's pretty badass. And then to have, yeah. you know, you and Rob and and Jake be a part of it. I mean, 
It's yeah, just going to be a good time, dude. That's one of the cool things, too. Like, Rob Rob was with me almost the whole way back at the beginning of, of Cycle Source magazine, you know? And we rode the first Hokahay race together, him on an Indian and me on a Harley. And, like, we, you know, crazy, crazy miles that we did across the country and back and played in a bunch of different bands here. And, like, you know, I always make the joke that Rob Keller taught me about live music because we had fired our guitar player one weekend met rob keller for the first time because someone gave me his number and said hey this guy's good maybe he could fill in he came to practice on wednesday we learned four or five of his songs he learned four or five of ours and he said we'll learn the rest on stage i had been playing the bass now i'd played music like you know for a good part of my life i've been playing the bass at that point for maybe three years and i'm like what do you mean we'll learn the rest of it on stage dude and that's how my life has been with music with rob keller ever since then yeah but rob's so smooth he makes it happen like that oh yeah so yeah, yeah. rob's such oh, yeah. a he, he's one of those people that can show up with a guitar and make it a show just himself. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah well, Rob's that's a great, awesome. So, so he, I have to say, just the energy you guys have and the buzz you've created already with these two social media maniacs, people are already at, <laughs> see, which is great because the energy is happening before the show even happens. So people are going to be there and they're going to be energized and they're going to love it already. So that's so, a yeah. plus. So what she's saying is the pressure's well, on. No. That's yeah, what she's exactly. saying. Well, it, a game, boys. A game. Oh no, it's it's always it's always. I mean, it's like I've said. It's like I've said about anything else. Anytime we do something, I mean, I never want to get up there and just be another gig. Yeah. I want to make it an event, whether it's a small stage, Madison Square Garden, somebody's backyard. I don't care. I want it to be an event, and I think that's the thing that we all strive for. That most a lot of other call it a cover band a tribute band whatever you want to call it i mean i've seen national acts that look like they're falling asleep up there and i'm like why you know it makes no sense so i think that the fact that we're all on the same page that you know when we hit stage it's war man it is war you know and and when you know and and i've done this and you know not to blow smoke up anybody's butt or anything like (laughs) when yeah when I'm when I'm you know in the back because I got the best vantage point, man. I get to see everything from that a lot of people don't get to see, and I'm like, yeah, look at that man. He's just commanding the audience, and look at that guy just banging his head, and you know, it's an awesome, awesome feeling. And it's and, a, it's a little freaky too because the last time we played together, it's when he told me, "Don't wear those pants anymore, dude. They give you diaper butt." <laughs> 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 yeah, and, you know, uh, honesty's gotta, a bitch. <laughs> yeah, honesty's a bitch. It's got to be. The, it's got to be the whole package. It's got the band has to bring their A game. We got to look the part, play the part, and uh, I don't have any. I don't have any doubts that anybody can that, that we're gonna that we're not gonna accomplish the goal. I'm t- I'm totally confident. You know. Now let's let's talk for two seconds before we cut you guys loose. I appreciate you taking the time tonight, but um, without going without going into it or as much as you want to, you had mentioned you know Madison. Square. Oh, oh boy, hang on. Up, up. hang on, oh Jesus! You had mentioned Madison Square Garden. I, I just want to talk about for the fact for, for a minute because so many people know you now from the motorcycle world and the um, amazing amazing bikes that you've been building with Providence out of Providence, oh, yeah, your you. company. But um, you have, dude, like you are you are a tenured, accomplished musician, played Budokan, played Madison Square Garden, played what the L.A. Coliseum, like yeah. the biggest venues in the world. I mean, yeah. what what do you what do you even say about that? Like every one of us, every one of us who ever touched an instrument or stepped on a stage, that is that's the dream. 
Well, uh, you know, and thank, thanks again for the for the compliment with Providence, man, because I'm I'm loving this as much as I'm loving music and getting to be a part of an industry that with a lot of people that I love and some people that I don't, and that's okay. <laughs> um, you know, and that's okay. Uh, you know, when when Robert and I first met, a quick story. I had moved back from LA. I was bummed. I was about to give up music. Blah 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 blah. And I went to a Mexican restaurant with a buddy, with a girlfriend of mine to have some margaritas and some food. And he was actually at that point in time doing a karaoke thing, um, which he was really, really popular in the city for. And of course, you know, musicians know each other. Musicians know each other and they look at each other and he's like, hey, man, you know, here's a book. If you want to sing, da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I had my back to him I'm sitting at the bar and he gets up and he goes, hi, you know, my name's Robert Wagner. I'm going to kick this off tonight. Da, 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 da. And he goes, hey, mama said the way you move. Go and I turned around and I went, yes, I'm back in the game. And we always talked about, Robert and I, when we first got the band together, we always talked about getting out of Austin, doing the majors, Madison Square Garden, our hometown arena, mm. um, the Boonton, because those were the venues that we grew up wanting to be in. And then... You know, lo and behold, um, I get to play those places. And there was a bunch of them that I would have to pinch myself um, to go. I'm actually here, like driving around in, 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 in my car in, in Austin, listening to Cheap Tricks. I want you to want me that was at Budokan or or, you know, um, one of the one of the many, many rock shows from the Madison Square Garden tapings going this, this is just not happening. And then, you know, in the blink of an eye, the show is over and you're like, oh, what just happened? But right. yeah, man, I mean, I, I, I never in a million years guessed it would happen. I thought I was going to go, you know, get in that band. We were going to make a record or two. We were going to hate each other. We were going to break up and that would have been it. I had no idea it was going to last that long with those many records. And, you know, being able to come home to my hometown arena and, and Rob come out and see me and all my family and all my friends and just kind of go, wow, man. But again, that's kind of the mentality that I still carry over to the, you know, to the Black Smoke Sinners is when we hit that stage in Galveston, it is Madison Square Garden. Right. I am up on, I am up on deck with my brother. Oh yeah. Going to kick Hell you in yeah. the face. I'm going to take your money and, <laughs> you know, and, and. And have a drink on me and let's do this, you know. So I think that, you know, being able to play those places has really just kind of reestablished my love and my my passion for playing music for music's sake, not for anything else. All that other stuff was fringe benefit and it was awesome and I'm grateful for it. But that that being able to be up on stage with guys that I dig, that that I respect and play music and feel that that sense of what I call the breath between the kick drum and the snare drum that makes Robert like put that thumb in his back pocket, grab the mic and do what he does. And, and then look over and see you doing what you do. And I mean, that's just a great, I, you know, and everybody was bags on drummers, you know, like, Oh, drummers, this and drummer that I'm like, man, I get to sit down and watch this for a, you know, an hour and 25 minutes. I'm the luckiest yeah. dude in the world, you know? So no, it's the greatest. And, and honestly, like I've played with, I've played with both you guys one time, um, mm -hmm. you know, both you consummate professionals and like, you know, Xavier's one of my favorite musicians in the world to watch play live music, but the, the energy and I had so much fun playing that one short gig with you guys. Like this is just going to be, it's going to be that kind of band. It's going to be that much fun. Yeah. 
you know, that's what it's about. I mean, you know, to look around and see your guys smiling and then look down and see a bunch of people dancing and spilling really bad margaritas and beer on themselves. (laughs) That's the, that's the shit right there, man. You know, it's going to be a Saturday night in Galveston, Texas, man. (laughs) Right on, man. Well, listen, thank you guys for coming on again. Um, make sure you hit the Facebook page, the Instagram for black smoke centers. Um, Look for look for us in Galveston next, but uh, man, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff out there. And Boy. and and the and the plan is to take it into 2020, and we'll see you at a at an event somewhere down the road. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. All right, cool. fellas. Well, thank you very much you for the time soon. tonight. Thanks, yeah, I love guys. the show, you guys. Thanks. All right, Thanks, buddy. Robert. We'll talk at you. Bye. So everybody's asking if we can air it Facebook Live. We are going to put a Facebook or Live. The only thing about that, live. the only thing about that, we'll do some videos and stuff for after the fact. We'll edit them down. Facebook Live sound always sucks, so we'll put it up, but it's not going to be as good a quality as what I'm sure the sound man's going to deliver for us. Well, oh no, I can't do that. Never mind. Mark, are you are awake? We back? Are we back again? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Oh, breaking news! Um, <laughs> shop, shop talk. Says, I got lost. <laughs> Steve Royal says, "Hands down, it will be great." I wish you were going to be there, Steve. Maybe oh, you can join us Just next year. Show up. Just come. How good would it be for for Poppy to take the stage with us and play some drums? See, because that's the that's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of you guys might not realize this, but there are people throughout the industry like. Steve Boyles plays the drum. Billy Lane, Billy Lane plays the guitar. Jeff Cochran plays the guitar. Like, there's so many people involved in this thing that have a musical background. We're in bands and stuff, and and you just don't know that every time we get a chance, we're gonna grab those guys. I was just talking to Mark Velasquez the other day. Oh yeah, about getting him to come up and play bass at one of these. Yeah, Dana said something the other day about how come you don't pick up the guitar or bass anymore. I said, because there's 900 other guys that do it. You know what I mean? But there's only one of you, Mark. Well, I know that, but that's just because I do my modeling thing, you know? <laughs> All right, man. Hey, uh, let's get back on track because this is a motorcycle program. Um, we are going to go to our next guest right after this short break. Uh, first, I want to remind you guys that this is Shop Talk coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, after a quick break here, we'll be back with some more Shop Talk. Tremendous respect for craftsmanship and working with your hands. I'd like to share that with you and help you understand what I see in craftsmanship. So I worked with Algonquin Books and put together a craftsman's legacy. Why working with our hands gives us meaning. This is fantastic. It's available May 7th, everywhere books are sold, even in ebook format. Make sure to check it out. 
So that last piece was uh, to introduce our next guest, um, Eric Gorgeous, Gorgeous, I keep saying that wrong, Eric Gorgeous from Voodoo Choppers. Um, been a long, long time fan of Eric's work, but just recently got turned on to some of the other side of what he does, and uh, we're going to bring him on tonight to talk about his book, A Craftsman's Legacy. So stick around, we're going to get him on the phone real quick. Okay, first I have to apologize because I slaughter your last name. <laughs> no worries, man. Dude, I'm so so happy to get to talk to you tonight though. I've been I've been a fan of yours for a long long time watching what you do both with your bike builds and the stuff that you wrote for the Horse magazine and it's just a real pleasure to catch up with you. You're, you're one of my most admired craftsmen. Hey, thank you. Thank you very kind of you to say. No, absolutely, man. So um we're gonna we're gonna jump right into this so you know uh voodoo you you've told me 20 years this year voodoo's voodoo's out there you're still building bikes you still got a backlog that that's a testimony in itself to the kind of work that you do but um what we're going to talk about tonight is is a craftsman legacy the book but also we want to talk about a craftsman legacy this the the public broadcasting series because man i got turned on to this just in prep for the show and i gotta tell you this is a solid solid piece of work that you have here thank you thank you i appreciate that yeah happy to talk about whatever so um this thing started back in 2014 the yes, the show yeah. series um tell, yeah. tell everybody a little a little synopsis about you know what what the show's about and, and what you do in each episode sure yeah so um in the show i i travel around the u.s and i work with you know all kinds of different craftsmen um it's you know a combination of, of woodworking and metalworking and you know, stone carving and glass blowing and textiles and everything and anything, you know, um, uh, we've done it. We've got four seasons out and we're working on putting season five together. So right on. it's been a blast. I love it, man. I learned so much, you know. Now, what I talked about early on when we were doing the, uh, the show open and I was announcing you being on you were telling me it took six or seven years to get this show together. And one of your biggest sticking points was you didn't just want this to go to any network that was going to bastardize what your, what your intention for this show was. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's why we went to PBS because, um, I was really concerned that the spirit of the show, right? The show's not about me. It's not, uh, a game show there's no time trials you're not trying to build something in 20 minutes there's no drama it's about craftsmanship and and amazing men and women who live their life um and are driven by you know sometimes different different reasons you know than other people and it's amazing how how that's gotten lost in this world you know, I mean, Absolutely. that's what, when he had mentioned to me, when Chris had mentioned to me that, that you were doing a show and it was on PBS, I thought, dude, educational, like this old house. And I was like, is it like this old house? Because to me, I mean, I have a 
construction company. I do carpentry and I do everything. And and it sounds like with you, the interest is so much more. Bikes are awesome. I've been they've been a part of my life my whole life. But there's so much more to to what you do. That you know what I mean. What other people do to get your interest in there. But that to be on PBS. Dude, not to go, Brock, like you said, it's not about you. It, it's awesome. People are going to actually see the craft instead of the advertising. The, the drum and the dumb yep, shit, yep. yeah. And to me, that's Man. fantastic. And that's what it was always supposed to be about. You know, the the premise, right, what I call the spirit of the show, we, we always have these these three words that uh, the production company uses as this mantra, and that's, you know, uh, inspire discover restore right because i want somebody that is watching the show to be able to say oh man there's no reason i can't do that right totally and go out and do it you know or try something that maybe they're a little intimidated about or unsure of where to start it doesn't matter if we do a show on it or not you know it's like oh this jackass can pick it up i totally (laughs) did that you know what i mean and that's what it's really about. You our, know? Whole, and, our whole premise to Greasing Gears. Yep. Yeah, you know, and and uh, it's like, you know, it's, it's like building a motorcycle, man. It's 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 a big project, but you know what? You do one thing at a time, and next thing you know, you're riding down the road. Yeah, follow the steps. Know? Yeah, follow well, the that, steps. That's one of the biggest things today, too, man. Like, we, we talk to death about the fact that everyone in the motorcycle industry right now is looking and searching for that next customer and how to get people inspired and, like... I think the thing that you're talking about right here, you know, I always talk about when, when we do, we do Grease and Gears Garage, and I always talk about the fact that people go, well, how does somebody watch something for four hours? And I'm like, well, if, yeah. a, guy's, if a guy's hand building an entire frame oh. and working the bender and working the notcher and doing all that, it's the same as when we were kids and you used to watch, and this was also from PBS, the old... Uh, electric company or sesame street and they would have those little videos about how it was made and they oh you know, i love that was my favorite you know what part I mean, yeah. right yeah it's it's the same premise like inside we're all still those those little kids that yeah. want to see how things happen yeah, and want to watch it want to watch creation information yeah yeah and it, it's uh there's a lot of truth in that man it's it's uh you know that that yearning and drive to learn Right. And to discover and see how things are made and to understand like what other people do. That's that's all in us. You know, it's it's in us as kids. That's what drives us as kids to learn new things, learn how to color and, you know, make Christmas cards or ornaments or whatever. And and then as adults, sometimes that 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 part of us gets beaten up a little bit and gets shoved in the back a little bit because, uh, you know, we've got all these other obligations in life. You know, you got. You got things to do. You got to make money. You got to pay bills. You got to, you know, take care of business and whatnot. And and you forget about those the, that natural instinct the important in all of us. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's sometimes. that's what I like. That's what I liked earlier when you and I were talking, and you said that the the real substance behind all of this is to to show people that you can do what you love, to pay attention in life, to to do something that you really love, and you're showing people that that world, you know, through the people that you're visiting, the craft that you're showing. And it's you know it's uh, it's not for everybody, right? And, I, and I'm not suggesting that you stop what you're doing and, you know, quit your job and start, you know, uh, making motorcycles or turning pens for a living. But, you know, you don't necessarily have to do that. But, um, 
who knows? Maybe you will end up doing that. If you change one person's life or if you bring something to, you know, a few people that are missing. If you just make everybody yeah. think about it. Yeah, if you, you if, know? if you make them, like you, you were saying, to watch people blow glass or do etching work and stuff like that. Like, we, one of the things that we say all the time on everything that we do, it's not rocket science, man. Anybody can do it. Take your time, yeah. learn, and, and what you're doing is bringing something, like we do with Grease and Gears, you're bringing something to the table that a lot of people would never see. You know, you can sure you can go on, and we get around about this with Chris Fix and his sprinter, going on YouTube and finding information. And the funny part about it is half the information he's finding on YouTube was bullshit. It was a bunch yep. of crap. And you're going into these guys' shops that are accomplished at this, and when they're done, they know that they just watch somebody do it a right way. That's pretty cool to take the time. Anybody would have jumped in this, look for the notoriety, look for the money. Dude, you took the time. You found the right yeah, people. Awesome. You, I mean, like to me, that's fantastic. No, no fame in this for you. You know, that's can, that's killer. I appreciate that. It's kind of you to say. It's a blessing, man. You know. Well, absolutely. So you said uh, four years, four years into the program, and you take a hiatus, and specifically to work on this book. Now, the book. The book has been a big deal. Like I started getting a hold of you. You were in the middle of a, a whirlwind press um, press event surrounding the release of the book. Of course, I call you in the middle of all that. But uh, yeah, that's okay. I, I think at the time, like you were waiting to go on Good Morning America or something, and like you know, they were talking about the book, and here I am. Hey, man, you come on Shop Talk this week, and you were like, <laughs> ah, you know, I'm gonna have to get back to you. But the book is not not just a, a a compilation of different stories from the episodes and stuff. It starts off with a, a history and, you know, a little bit of backstory about you, right? Yeah, the book goes, uh, it sort of goes back and forth. So uh, it, the whole book has like stories from my childhood and growing up and like how I got into starting Voodoo Choppers, you know, how, how that all came about. And then intermixed in that, like one chapter will be about like, you know, me as a kid and, and doing something with my granddad or my dad. And then the next chapter will talk about like, you know, somebody I was working with for filming a show. And it's, um, much more of a, um, a little philosophical book, right? Like it, it doesn't say, you know, if you, it's not a DIY book. It's not what they call a companion series book to the show yeah. where, you know, chapter one is episode one type of thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's just, it's an easy reading book. It's, it's really, you know, pretty chill. You can, you can knock it out in a day or two if you wanted to, you know? Well, I think um, what you have on your cover really encompasses it. It's why working with our hands gives us meaning. It like that right there says so much about the point you're trying to get across in this. Yeah. That, those marketing people are super smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> the, the marketing people at the publishing house are, yeah, they they they, uh, they spend some time on that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. But it's so true. I mean, and not like like I'm saying the construction end of what I do. A lot of times, you can't get a piece for something. You're going in all the all the things I work on are old houses and old apartment buildings, and you know we're working on a 1.5 million BTU boiler, and you got to make that, and then we go from there to hardwood or to granite, and there's so many different combinations, and a lot of people don't realize like. You're showing them something that they really don't realize, you know, 
all yeah. these different crafts, all these dude, things how all about, make a difference. And when you're done the, working with your hands, the pride level is massive. To walk into these old buildings and then redo them and walk in again is, you know, how, makes how you How about feel the great. occasion like the sink that you brought home for the shop? Yeah, yeah. When you find something one of those old buildings and you realize, like, what guys used to do back then, yeah, man, yeah. like when they made something... Dude, it was like oh, they really cared about they, what they did. They put their heart into it. Yeah. And that's gone. I yep. mean, there's so little of that left in the world. You know, well, anybody think, would have thrown that sink away. We took yeah. a 1929 porcelain sink and stuck it in the garage. And it's like one of the coolest things in the world yeah. to me, you know? I think Absolutely. It, through what Eric's doing, if he can inspire one person oh, yeah. to try yeah. something new, then he's accomplished something great. Because yep. so many people in today's world suffer from fear of failure. Oh, They're yeah. so afraid to fail that they don't even try. And if through his series or through his book, they can get that one bit of sense of satisfaction yep. when they look at something and say, I did that, kudos to you. Yeah, and thank kudos to you for bringing that like to people. There's people like him out there yeah, that yeah. do that. So, You know, to me, the the fear, fear of failure is, 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 is absolutely paramount. You know, that's so... Um, such a huge point, you know. It's 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 right in the front of our minds often. But you know, if we sit and think about it, and you look at your opportunities of learning, your challenge and opportunities to learn aren't really in success; they're in failure. Absolutely, yep. you know, yep. like Amen. you're going to learn way more from every mistake you make yep. then you're going to learn knocking it out and hitting it out of the park every time you know what I mean you can't Most be afraid definitely. to make them that's you can't it be afraid no to no make no them. You, you know you screw up I can't tell you you know when I started shaping metal how many things I would make and, and I, I would I would ruin them in, in making it because I didn't know any better you know and I was still learning my craft and and even when I was an apprentice you know and, and I'd make mistakes and 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 uh, just totally screw up the piece and, and you know, you, you burn through, you know, say 40 hours or whatever on that piece. But that knowledge that you gain from it is so much more valuable. Well, one of the know? most memorable things my father ever said to me is you learn your biggest accomplishments from your biggest mistakes. You know, you, you learn your or you learn from your biggest failures. And, and it has to bounce back and to recreate I mean, me and Chris have a pile of metal laying next to the lathe. That are, it's like people walk in and say, oh, what do you do with that metal? Oh, it's all junk. Well, no, it's not junk, but it is dust because it didn't work out the way we wanted. We still yeah. use pieces of it. but And I think sometimes looking at that makes you do it right the next time. Absolutely. You know, when you look down, you know what you did wrong. But, well, you're right. You have to, you got to jump out on that ledge or you'll never learn. You'll, you'll sit back and watch the cars go by the rest of your life. Yeah. It can be daunting, though, and and and, you know, Sometimes, you know, like the first time you go to a, a specialty shop, you know, the first time you go to a steel yard or something like that, you know, that, that it can be intimidating, you know, because those, a lot of those yards, you know, they're very used to somebody coming in knowing exactly what they right. want and, 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 you know, and they're not, you know, it's not super friendly, man. It's not like walking into Walmart and they got a greeter there helping you, you right. know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you gotta, you know, so, so I understand, you know, but everybody goes through it. You know, I remember first time I walked into a metal shop, you know, and, and nope. uh, you make it out alive, you know? <laughs> No, and you know what, man? Like the the guys that we deal with here, and we might be super lucky because they're they're cool as hell. But I'll just, I mean, I've got to the point now that I care more about acquiring the knowledge than I do what I look like 
acquiring that knowledge. Yeah. So I walk right in. I go, hey, this is what I want to do. This is kind of how I want it to be. What do you suggest? Like, I don't I don't know shit about this, but this is your place, so you tell me. And nowadays, the majority know? of places will will compensate you on that. They'll, they'll definitely, you know, give you a hand. And if they yeah. don't, make sure you let everybody know they don't. Yeah, that's not the place. Yeah, that's not the place you want to go then. Yeah. Right on. Well, so uh, this 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 book is available on Amazon. Um, we're going to put the links up right now. Already done for that and for the YouTube channel where the series is, which I can't wait to watch. And uh, I just found out there was a series on YouTube today, yep. so I'm pretty excited about that. I'll probably watch all of them. And more importantly, in uh, in an upcoming issue of Cycle Source Magazine, I hope it's one of the very next ones. We're gonna we're gonna get into this a little bit further and really. And really show everybody some of the images and behind the scenes stuff and talk about it a little bit more. But man, it's it's just it's awesome for us. I can't thank you enough for being here and uh, and for the work that you're doing because it's it's really what it's all about, dude. Hey, my pleasure, man. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. No, absolutely. So tell everybody real quick um, where where to keep up with you and Voodoo Choppers and and to get uh, up to the minute what you're doing next. Uh, social media is probably the best place, you know, uh, I've got a personal account, Eric Gorgeous, uh, on Instagram and Facebook and all that. And then Craftsman's Legacy and Voodoo Choppers, they both have accounts up there. We try to keep it somewhat separated so there's different information on the, the different accounts, but, you know, there's crossover. Right on. You know, and the websites and all that jazz, you can, you know buy merch and books and DVDs and all that stuff. Yeah, def- definitely get out one way or another and support this support this kind of work right here because I, I can I can tell you right now from our little production stuff that we do, this is a labor of love. You know, and the fact that you didn't take something as as awesome and as pure as this show and like sell it to the yeah, highest bidder. Run it through the money train. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. No, that, 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 uh, don't get me wrong, man. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, it just, really is an important message, especially today. Oh, it you just know, like shows your love for the craft. It just yeah. shows your love for the craft. I mean, in all reality, you know, 90% of the people would have done that. I'll tell yeah. you, we have a lot in common because we're not smart enough to do it either. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a, you know, totally give you all the credit in the world for that, man. It's, but he's on TV and we're not, so yeah, well, he's it, smarter than us. Yeah, but it's PBS. <laughs> he went on TV the right way to show somebody something and to yep. teach somebody something instead of throw it out there, give me the money, and then two months later I'm broke and my 15 minutes of fame's gone. Yeah, and look, I mean, going into the fifth season now, dude, like yeah. killer, killer. Pretty impressive. All right, man, Thank we'll, you. we'll cut you loose, but uh, like I said, we're going to get with you real quick and, and bring some more of this stuff out to the magazine, dude. So thank thank you very much for taking some time with us tonight. Yeah, thanks again, man. I really enjoyed it. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. So I just good. ordered his book. That good. Yeah, that, that's good. cool. I did. I just ordered it yeah. while we were talking. And I'm really curious, like, to how they go about each of the individual shows. Oh, dude, I watched some of like them. That. I watched some of them pre-show. Yeah. Like, you really, really dig the way they put it together. It's solid. And it's it so really neat is. because it's not just metal work. It's, it's woodwork and glass yeah. blowing yep. and metal shaping and engraving. And he like really I said, just... Back to being a little kid again. Yeah, and you know, you know the, how the, it works. The cool thing on the outside of this is um, 
Like, I love all that stuff and all the all the difference, and we don't have the time between work and what we do with Flat Broke and the travel and with Cycle Source and doing the events and all that stuff and then working at the shop and working at the house. We don't have time to go do that stuff, and there's all kinds of events out there that you can go actually watch this. But to be able to sit down and pull up a screen to somebody who's who feels it like we feel yeah. and to be able to see what they do, is that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he puts out. A lot of you guys are uh, have been commenting. We do had such great conversation tonight. We haven't been able to get to you a lot, but uh, Steve Royals. Steve says he has ADHD. Um, ADHD. Another, and ADD and every other letter, but <laughs> it just makes him better. Uh, Gary Ramey is uh, thanks, guys. Great advice. Also asked, what part of Western PA are you from? A little bit north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I am from New England. Yeah, yeah but she, not now. She is. She no, I will always be from New England. She's a, she's a transplant. <laughs> I'm a transplant. Uh, but you guys are watching Shop Talk through the courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio and uh, Choppertown. Hey to all our Choppertown guys out there. Um, John Bugkiller Baker is reminding us that Grease and Gears Garage, Cycle Source Magazine are a team with Choppertown. If you guys saw that little video about Brittown, that's the kind of programming you can expect when you go on to Choppertown. Check out their stuff through YouTube, through their social media. Uh, Choppertown, the Sinners, their their fled flagship, I suppose you would say, right? Project that launched the whole thing. Um, you were going to say fledgling. Fledgling. I fledgling. Was, I was going to say that. What that's, is a fledgle? That's not that great. Uh, coming up in short order, actually, straight away, we're going to be in Lone Star Rally Friday, November 1st. Bike games, rodeo games at Lone Star Rally are no joke. Oh, Bring I forgot your to game. send you Bring the your picture. Game. I know. Kurt. Kurt Damn. is uh, Kurt Green enough. is working on the championship belt right now. Heather's going to put it up. Beautiful. South Hills kid here, right on. Still have the accent. Don't lose your accent, <laughs> there, Gary Ramey. Shut up, Robert. When you come back to Pittsburgh, everybody gonna make fun of you if you don't talk oh, the right way. Up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post it because you can't see my phone very no, well, but it's bitching, it. and Kurt Green is amazing. Also in the Lone Star Rally, Saturday, November 2nd is our annual ride and bike show. Big, 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 big stuff. Yes, sir. Um, the $10,000 in motion contest. And look, all these blank squares, they're all filled up now. But we're going to put a uh, news release out showing you guys who exactly is in the running for that big prize. Uh, you can go to LoneStarRally.com or go to any of their social media for a full lineup of all the entertainment. There's tons of stuff. The Pure Woods Paint Show is out there. And, it's, um, and, and another and thing, it's so awesome to watch because look at those, look at all those people on that list, on uh, those pictures, uh, because it comes down to the ride cut you out i mean it's like every step of this is another step to get to the end game and boy it's yeah, the buddy. energy's all there buddy i get too emotionally invested it's terrible <laughs> it, it sucks because we know all these people I know. And, and like I know. To, to watch people worse. to watch people not make the ride or to something to just to go astray with them it really hurts but in in the end, I mean, I gotta say, I got to I got to ride home a twenty three or twenty two hour ride home with yeah. the winner last year, and it felt. So, I mean, not not hey, kind of belt. And like to his credit, not the winner the year before. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We rode so, home the year, and you know something. Yep. Let me tell you, this guy. You know, we're talking about Jeff Cochran. He's a true gentleman. There wasn't a complaint. There wasn't anything. And then on the way home, he talked more about what everybody else brought to the table than what he actually brought to the table. So when I think at the end of the day, like if you guys are wondering why we did this, we went to the people from Lone Star and we begged for an opportunity to do a show like this because 
there just wasn't something that really said, okay, look, like the AMD World Show, that's great. That's awesome. Half of those bikes, at least there, don't run, don't right. ride. If you don't have a functioning riding motorcycle at the end of all the shit that you do with this, you're mif- you're missing half the point. Yeah. So we wanted something in the United States that exemplified the hot rod custom culture that we grew up in. That's what Emotion is about. So we can't thank them enough for giving us that opportunity. Yeah, they actually have, I mean, more than stepped up. They've yep. stepped up with prize money and space and <laughs> like every crazy thing Chris could possibly think of to throw at them. They're like, okay, (laughs) sure, we'll figure it out. (laughs) All right, well... It looks like we're about at the end of the uh, at the end of the hour, so I want to thank you guys one more time for hanging out with us in the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio every Sunday. Remember this: every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we go live with another episode of Shop Talk. If you can't catch it on any of the social media between Cycle Source and Chopper Town, you can always go after the fact, pick it up as a podcast, uh, fun to listen to while you're at work on your drive in. They shouldn't be listening while they're at work. They should be working. Well, well I mean, you know, just saying. Some people. Can I give one shout out before we go? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say hi to Brian Ferrand of Bluegrass Engraving. Oh, yeah. He made the gifts for our builders last year, um, and they were absolutely stunning yes. belt buckles. Yep. This year, he has stepped up Bluegrass Engraving has stepped up to make the gifts again for incredible, our builders this year. I'm not telling what <laughs> they are. He is an extremely talented man. Um, yeah, so those belt buckles were awesome. And, and he has stepped up as a sponsor for this year, so I can't wait to show you all what he's bringing to the table for us. Uh, again, Bluegrass Engraving, make sure you check him out. He does incredible We need work. to get him on the show. Okay, Brian, yeah. do you want to come on the show? Next week, Brian, you're on. Oh, boy. Now you did Get it. your radio voice ready, Brian. <laughs> All right, man. Again, I want to thank you guys for sharing us, uh, letting us into your headspace, into your home for, you know, 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit for Shop Talk. And uh, until next week. I this is where say, you say no, same chopper time. No, I and say he same says, chopper same channel. Same chopper channel. Oh, no. And I'm we like, say. Shut up, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> For another episode of Shop Talk. See you next week. See ya. You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) 